Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on October the 23rd, 2016. It's quite amusing really to watch the farce is going on. Farce is a good term of, of a type of comedy that was common in Britain at one time. They called it farce, very primitive type of comedy. And that's what we've got now really for politics, isn't it? Uh, primitive comedy. And it can't get much more primitive than it already is. Well, I shouldn't say that. They could go another step forward, that's all. But uh, it's very primitive indeed. And if nothing else, it should show people by the, the occasional uh, disclosures that are coming out uh, that they're really, as a party above all the parties here, there's no doubt about it. And I've always known this, of course, but there's only one big party running running everything at the top. I think it was Hitler and even Winston Churchill, too, who both said the same thing, uh, and probably people before them, too, said it, that if you want to really run and control a country uh, into a new type of idea or deal or whatever you want to call it, then you must have the civil service completely on your side. But it's much more important also to have all the media on your side, you see. And so... I've gone through the history of the creation of the one-sided media in the U.S. especially. It's more detailed there and, and written down historically as to how the CFR, Rockefellers and so on, basically made sure that all media would eventually give the same spin on everything. And they certainly do, as, as this certainly shows, because they've colluded openly uh, and it's coming out through different uh, WikiLeaks and so on. The, the, the moguls of the media have come out openly uh, as anything but a neutral free press uh, and to, to club together to tell the public what to think. But they've always done that, you know. You, you, there's never really been a free press. They can differ on things less important, for instance, but they, when it comes to this kind of thing, getting the right person in, the, the pre planned or chosen person, and then uh, they, they all collude together to make it so. Which tells you there's no free press. It doesn't matter what you believe in as far as parties go, but there's no free press. There is definitely a shadow-type government which runs the whole system. In fact, one of the media personalities came out and told the public not to read WikiLeaks and said, in fact, it was illegal to do so. Uh, only they, the press, were allowed to read WikiLeaks because they were in charge of basically telling them, the people what they think. Well, is that what the media is, pretends it's supposed to be there for? You know? Is it supposed to be giving you all views of everything uh, and, and facts, which are sadly lacking in, every, in any kind of news these days, and for a long, long time, actually? So you can make up your own mind. No, it's always been part of the mind control system. And more so, in fact, for the, since Gulf War I, they've been uh, giving you complete fake, fake stories about the causes of the war across the entire Middle East. And the average American really believes. In fact, they don't even question anymore, even with the movies. They don't say why the wars are happening. They just show you the good guys and bad guys. Uh, but uh, as far as why they're even going on, they don't tell you at all. They don't tell you, for instance, as part of the PNAC uh, group project, Project for a New American Century, 
uh, that's just ongoing between administrations to, to basically satisfy another country as well, as we all know. And uh, they don't tell you that Syria, for instance, has an elected government, you know, and it's not a regime. See, just terminology can shape everything in your mind. Uh, and all, just like, just like weapons of mass destruction, which Bush Jr. and all his staff, during that entire reign, they, they kept telling you about weapons of mass destruction, which didn't exist. Uh, but they all came out with the same parroting on the same day and, and kept at it all through, on board with the same little phrases, you see. Weapons of mass destruction, you see. And that's what the media really is, a weapon of mass distraction. But you definitely have the same thing going on today with, with uh, the, the reasons for the, the, the got to take down and finish off Syria. That's, that's the, the whole U.S. is absolutely backed up with that. And they've had meetings with other countries about it, especially one main country about it, and promised them to finish off they call it the Assad regime. And it's not a regime at all. There are people who've gone over from the U.S. and elsewhere uh, to see for themselves what's happening over in Syria. And they've come back recently. And I'll, I'll put some of their links up tonight, in fact, from some of them who came back. And you'll see that there's what you're being fed and the rest of the world is absolute nonsense. You cannot trust anything in the media anymore at all, literally. At all, it's weaponized completely. That's why you're in such a mess that we're all in. Our whole lives we've been lied to by pretty well everything by coordinated media. If you want to completely control a country or countries and destroy their cultures along the way, which is part of the plan, you must have control of all media, and then you have united control of all education for propaganda purposes and indoctrination. That's what UNICEF and various other projects are all about at United Nations. It is uncanny or can be eerie in a sense to have given talks over years to do with mind control and how you control the minds of millions and billions of people across the planet from the documents from military colleges and and so on and watch it all being done to perfection right now with all these wars, ongoing wars, and, and the mass slaughter that continues to go on. And the media goes on with the same nonsense and cover-ups as they obviously are part of the big, big, real government that controls the minds of the, of the people. So honestly, you can't believe the media anymore about anything, really, as I say. You can't. You really, really can't. And I, I can say that to a few people who remember what I'm talking about and the, the incidents that have come out into the open right now. But most folk will be right back into it, the same old paradigm of being controlled by the media very, very quickly with another crisis. Whatever crisis it did throughout there, facts are forgotten. It, it's it's the, the emotional hype they get really dragged into, but facts are forgotten. Facts, facts, facts. They used to have a whole bunch of things you see in the old, old movies 
about uh, being reporters and, and, and how they were really sleuths in a way and so ultra-honest. That was always a propaganda, like all movies and uh, being fiction is propaganda. Mm-hmm. But uh, today, it's more true than, than ever that all you get now is propaganda. Uh, and and often it's almost like one reporter <laughs> writing for all the media. In a sense, it is, because they're all working for the same club at the top. It's a club, you see. When you think about the techniques that have been used in the past, or you want to describe a disease, for instance, you look at the symptoms, and you make a list of the symptoms. And by doing so, you come to the conclusion of what, and you'll name the disease, what it actually is. And the unfortunate part of the system that we're in with the big CFR trilateral groups at the top running everything, and their private World Bank, and the Bank for International Settlements, and they own the UN, and so on, with its big agenda, and that appears to be communist. At one time it called itself communist, this system, you see. It keeps changing. It keeps changing its names, just like they change Al-Qaeda's name into a whole bunch of other names across the Middle East. They change it when it suits them. It's very much, very, very much like the old James Bond movies, where multi-billionaires, maybe even trillionaires, run the world. And they have their own private organization that runs the world. Uh, and they own the media and, and these, these fictional movies and books. And yet Goldfinger, of course, and you have uh, a bunch of other, uh, two or three other massive organizations. Uh, but really, they're, they're all part of one big organization. Uh, and as they change the world under guises to help the world, and, and really to enrich themselves, they'll often change their name again with many, many cover fronts. And that's a key is fronts. During the communist era, the open communist era, uh, when the US and Britain were paranoid because they were catching spies left, right and centre within their own, own agencies, in fact, during that period, uh, some people really, who, when people really took it seriously, they did not want to end up uh, like the Soviet Union at that time. And even McCarthy, I mean, Mark McCarthy came out, and what was coming out from, from even the hearings there was to do with the, the, whoever runs the State Department, c- controls the U.S., and because of the power and wealth of the U.S. and all the funding it gives across the planet and the corporations that are owned across the planet, then, then, then if you owned the State Department, you controlled the whole country and the world. Nothing has changed with its shadow governments and so on. Nothing's changed. If anything, it's more smug than ever before, and it doesn't really care. If, if I think that's what it is, too. They, they don't care if proof comes out to the general public on the fact that you really don't have a nation at all. And that their whole agenda is internationalism, as I've been prowling about for years. And on the way to internationalism, they want to destroy total cultures. I've gone through countless hours 
are giving talks on their techniques from the sources themselves of destroying the cultures is still going on. They're eradicating anything that's left of European culture right now. And then the UN's demanding you take in all these different, they call them migrants, but they're really illegals, uh, but they've been helped in and, and funded to come in in order to eliminate the old cultures that lived in these countries. That's the whole point of all. That's the point of all. And yeah, there will be terrorism here and there, uh, down through the years, because they want perpetual terrorism to control the world as they remake it all in the, their image that they're, they're basically uh, planning to make it into. That's where we're going right now, with all of this stuff. And so George Soros and other players too uh, have more power. It's not impeded in any way whatsoever. There's no comeback against a guy like George Soros, who everyone knows where he lives. Uh, and there's no FBI or CIA going after him. What does that tell you? What does it tell you when I've read all the articles from the CFR over the years, the group that drafted up the NAFTA deal and admitted it, they drafted it up, handed it to the presidents and prime ministers to sign. They, they were the ones who, in Europe, their own of international affairs, that drafted up the whole integration of Europe and the creation of the European Parliament, secretly. Afterwards, they come out and admit it all. Why do we bother voting for these farces they put in front of us? Because they must give the impression there's a two-party system on the go. To use the term democracy, you see. That's the that's only reason. They won't need it eventually, because I don't think... I think they're so cocky now, because people really don't care. Most folk don't care. They've been trained, well-trained, not to participate. In fact, they've been trained that it's not their place, you might call it, to participate in demanding things within what used to be their own countries as they phase out the whole idea of a country or a nation. Everything now, they want to go through the United, the United Nations. They have international governance, like they call it. Everything is governance. It's, it sounds less scary, you see. It sounds less scary, but it's international governance. Don't frighten the children. Now, Mind control. <laughs> Look around you. Talk to the youngsters in school. And whatever they're getting told, if they get any history at all, you'll be left scratching your heads, wondering what planet is this history for? Because it isn't for here. He, can, he controls the past and the, the present and so on. George Orwell, 1984. Do you remember all that? Forget the, the older folk, I've mentioned that many times too, from their own writings, by the way, those who created the culture, even the culture of today, and they also had organized to create the culture of the, the multi-mixed group for the next 50 years, is to shape that too into blind obedience, and, and as they bring down the population by a whole bunch of different means across the whole globe into the perfect society where... They've got the, the perfect number to serve the elite at the top. That's all they need nowadays. They don't need all of us anymore. But in the meantime, they've got to destroy everything that might stand against them. And 
when you really have no nationality anymore and you don't have a country to stand up united. Everybody's so divided, divided, looking for their own little group and, and rights for their own little group, they can't stand together anymore. It's perfect, isn't it? Therefore, when they start to call us off and convince us, which they're already doing to a lot of the youngsters, we feel guilty that the very fact they've been born and they're alive, because, my goodness, they're, they're, they're putting out CO2 and using up resources, and they'll contribute to global warming. Nonsense. Climate change. It's already been done. Mind control. A what? complete war has been going on your whole life long. And most folk don't even know it. They don't know it. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that rather spectacular? But again, I've gone through countless talks in the past about the techniques that have been used and admissions from the boys at the top, boys and girls at the top, I should say, where they've done many papers and put up books too of the need to do all this and why they're doing it and so on. Now the Project Veritas that came out recently too, which disclosed a lot of the tricks used by this one organization that seems to run everything, not just in the U.S., and has all the media on board. It seems to be across most of the planet too, which means it's all owned by the same group, you might say, even though it has different names, many fronts. You, you find that uh, the Veritas, James O'Keefe thing, it came out about the rigging of election inside the U.S. and and how the, the violence was incited right down to a T from a very old technique, and that they've been doing this kind of stuff with busing folk in as well, and to rig the elections for 50 years or more, you know. But it, it, it reminded me of uh, an old movie that came out in response, in a sense, to the paranoia within Hollywood, which had been pushing gangsterism and <laughs> that, that, and, and basically been a, uh, a, a kind of banner type movie for many movies about communism and their, how good communism was. And the McCarthy's era came in and became paranoid and started to put out uh, two or three movies to, to be against the very thing that they were always pushing, you see. And uh, it reminded me of what's happening now with the the ringing off the U.S. election and the bussing in of people from uh, from different states, uh, from one state maybe, or maybe even illegals, that's admitted to as well, and bust into different states to vote, and how to get a license for them or some ID for them and all that. It's old stuff. But it reminded me of a movie from 1951 where it say that, that they had to put a movie out during the McCarthy era to try to cover their you know what and this was the movie was called I was a communist for the FBI in the movie it did show you some of the techniques that were used of how they get fights started uh, and at lockouts and make it appear that the authorities were starting off the fights off when in fact it was the communist party itself that was that was attacking the workers <laughs> by using thugs but again Whatever is caught in camera is what you, what you see. If it's on TV today, it must be true. That's how we think. It's so simple, isn't it? 
And sure enough, the media is always there to, to, to take the right pictures. That's even mentioned too in some of the exposés that's come out. The, the media are, working, are in collusion with this group. They're meant to, to make, uh, for instance, in this case, to make Trump look bad. That's how it's done. It made me think about that, as I say. Now, you can guarantee that the group of professionals who deal in creating perception, public perception, by using the media, rigging what you're going to see for news, and who use violence and every other dirty trick there is, who admit themselves on camera, hidden cameras, that they don't, they don't go by anything legal or illegal. They do what they think is necessary, and they don't give a, a darn about uh, legalities whatsoever. It was almost verbatim from the old communist era. Too close for the old com- communist era. Too close. Same tricks. And same ends, of course. Therefore, if it quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's the same system, the same system that was used during the communist era. It wasn't forgotten, tossed away. Nothing died. A system didn't die. It simply morphed. That's all. And I think the whole term socialist, communist, was just another front organization for this big plan, behind the scenes, for the big, big players to take over the whole planet. And yep, you can call it the Council on Foreign Relations, one, one front group of it. They're all in for international affairs, that's one front group of it. The trilateral group, another front group of it. Because that's what it uses as different groups. I can remember reading on air the stories that came from the Council on Foreign Relations own magazine. And at the time they were lauding, um, at that time they were, this whole ISIS thing seemed it was the best friends that the U.S. could have. They would do all the dirty work that the U.S. politically couldn't get totally involved in. They were lauding them as their friends. And they also went up through all the techniques they'd used across the Middle East, not just the hard techniques of using the U.S. military, but the soft techniques, soft power of all the NGOs and the big foundations which they use, again, all part and fronts to this one big organization of the world. The one organization that runs the United Nations, that runs NATO, it runs everything, the World Bank, and, and etc. Everything that has power and control over everybody, it runs. Right out of the James Bond movies. Is that where they got that idea from? Or was the, was the original writer of the Bond movies simply covering himself by writing everything in a novel form? Because that's what you have today. There are no different sides to anything. Any, any side is generally a small country standing up against a big guy that wants to destroy them. Everything else is fake. Now, how could a guy like George Soros, how could he be allowed to take down countries across the world and be left alone 
what he's doing with his foundations and his power groups for overthrows of governments. This is, this is high treason. To, to, it's a de- declaration of war to countries, sovereign countries. But he's allowed to do it. He's allowed to do it within the United States as well. He's allowed to get involved in the politics of the United States to make sure it goes the way of his big bosses too. Because all these characters have bosses, even the trillionaires. If you have your face shown in the newspapers, you're still a worker. The guys at the top never have their faces put across the media and newspapers. But they're left alone, though, to, to interfere in the policies and the cultures and the plans of other countries. And they work with the media. It's very happy to work with them. This is all one. It's, it's like the allies. They're all allies with one agenda. As they tell you, you're living a free nation. doesn't matter what nation it happens to be. A free nation, and you're, you're democratic. What a joke. What a joke. Another thing, too, that people will forget very quickly, because they're trained to forget now. They're, they're trained to jump on whatever distraction is put out to them. It's just too easy today, isn't it? And they, they never remember things which were imperative to remember. You also have the admission of not just inciting violence, but picking up people who are mentally unstable, to say the least, giving them, you know, good heavy-duty baths and then scrubbing them and tidying them up and giving them good clothes and then getting them on television at these different rallies, or putting them out there to say they got beat up by the opponents and, and nonsense like that, or using them to attack, attack certain, certain people they're told to attack. And because they're unstable, it's easy to manipulate them. And lots of them are on drugs too, antipsychotic drugs. It's too easy. That, doesn't that make you wonder about all the shootings you get? Over the years, they know who the who these mentally unstable folk are. They have people who simply collect the names of them, and where they they hang out or where they live, and they could use them down the road in the future, when you need someone, someone who hears voices perhaps, and then you'll say, "So and so has got it in for you," and if that person starts to hear the voice over and over and over, they'll go for the target. It's just too easy, isn't it? Just too easy to do. really is. But you have admissions of all of this kind of thing going on, and who's going to remember it? They won't. Most won't. You know that, too. They won't. It's rather amazing to me, but not really in a way I sense to. I've lived long enough to, to watch a lot more than this. But mind control is a fantastically sophisticated, complicated technique. A vast study, a vast field, and it works awfully well by the professionals. That's why you've got the behaviorists that have been prattling on about for years, psychologists, sociologists, and, and every you can imagine on board with government advising them and working with them in the think tanks, and so on. Now, what's interesting too is this article here about Soros again. Soros Connected Company provides voting machines in 16 states. 
And it says Smartmatic, a UK-based voting technology company with deep ties to George Soros, has control over voting machines in 16 states, including battleground zones like Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Other jurisdictions affected are California, District of Columbia, Illinois, Louisiana, Missouri, New Jersey, Oregon, Washington, and Wisconsin. Its website includes a flowchart that describes how the company has contributed to elections in the U.S. from 2006 to 2015, with 57,000 voting and counting machines deployed and 35 million voters assisted. 2005, Smartmatic bought out California-based Sequoia voting systems and entered the world of U.S. elections. According to Smartmatic's website, in less than one year, Smartmatic tripled Sequoia's market share and has offered technology and support services to electoral commissions of 307 counties in 16 states. Among the case studies that Smartmatic lists on its website as examples of its worker Venezuela, has been facilitating elections since 2004 when it won a bid to provide Venezuela with a reliable voting system. And then it says, completing this poll, I'll give, actually give you a poll to, to meet you and ask you if you think that Soros is trying to rig the election. <laughs> oh no, the man's a, he's a philanthropist, you know. It also lists Cook County, Illinois, as another success story when in 2006 Smartmatic signed what at the moment was the largest election automation contract in U.S. history. Cook County includes Chicago and its suburbs, a geographic zone that has historically and lately been subject to criticisms for voter fraud. The chairman of Smartmatic is Lord Mark Malloch Brown, who sits in the British House of Lords and and on the board of George Soros' Open Society Foundations. He was formerly the Vice Chairman of Soros Investment Funds and even the Deputy Secretary General of United Nations. See, this should tie in with all of it, you see. When he worked as Chief of Staff to Kofi Annan. Malak Brown's resume includes stints as Vice President of the United Nations World Bank and then British Prime Minister Gordon Brown's Cabinet. Get, they get around, don't they? In addition to a close relationship with Soros, Mark Brown has worked with consulting firms that are well connected to Bill and Hillary Clinton. He was an international partner with the Sawyer Miller Consulting Firm and was senior advisor to FTI Consulting. One of Sawyer Miller's alumni is Mandy Grunwald, who ran the firm's communication contract for Bill Clinton's 1992 presidential run. She was also the head of communications for Hillary Clinton's unsuccessful 2008 presidential bid. Well, the murky avenues you go down, it's like a massive octopus. It really is, isn't it? With all these tentacles going all over the place. But there's always one head to, the, to, to them all. Many, many names, many fronts, but all the, the, run by the same big octopus with one head, all on board together for this world society. There's no, this is one big plan, you understand. There's no, no haggling amongst any of them about the, the, the future of the entire planet. They're all on board with the one big plan. You know, people here 
about these different organizations all the time. Some of them join organizations, but they never know what it really means. Because they don't think anything out. To get numbers for an organization is an easy thing to do. The techniques are quite simple. To understand how people think, the mentality of the people they want, and how to get them to come in and be the gophers, the workers, and the ones who demand things, for just to get numbers up, you see. All techniques. But they don't think what, what progress, for instance, means. I can remember when this term came out a long time ago, in Britain, for instance, and they, they used the progressive conservatives, which was different than conserve. To conserve, to hold back, to progress means you're going somewhere. Today they'll say going forward and progression. And you now, if you understand what progress means, it means that the plan has already been laid out as to where they want to progress to. You can't have progress unless you've already got a destination. And they do have a destination. And most of what join these organizations never thinking uh, that uh, their destinations are often to eliminate what you already believe in. <laughs> That's quite something, isn't it? There's an article here. So a newly leaked email revealed that the Clinton campaign chairman, John Podesta, helped create a, a new organization to start a Catholic spring. So here's that group again. Let's create these... these these springs, these these overthrows of countries by, again, the Soros bunch and all the other bunches that all work together, exactly what Weishaupt said, by the way, that through foundations, philanthropic organizations, they could be a parallel government and take over and run the main government. That was done a long time ago. It's hard to argue, you see, when they're doing things to help people, they claim. It's all lies, of course, and good propaganda. Because they're they're for overthrowing everything that was to bring in the new, which they've already planned to bring in. So there you there you have it again. So here's Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta. This is in two thousand and twelve email Voices for Progress. So here again progress, you see, Voices for Progress. President Sandy Newman lamented that Catholic bishops' opposition to contraceptive coverage and suggested that a Catholic spring was needed to bring about change in the church's policies. See, that was their little buzzword at the time, too, was change is good. All the insiders knew what they meant. The public didn't, but they all parted it anyway. So here you have progress and change. There needs to be a Catholic spring in which Catholics themselves, now this is very important, demand the end of a Middle Ages dictatorship and the beginning of a little democracy and respect for gender equality in the Catholic Church, Newman wrote. You could analyze every, almost every word of this. It's so interesting. Because, you see, the ones who are running all of this don't believe in democracy. They have one agenda. It's all laid out what they want. They've never changed it for a hundred years. They want to destroy everything that was. And they want to outlaw and even use all the sciences too to make you outlaw yourself from thinking anything you, may, you perhaps shouldn't think. Well, if you can't think about something, you're, so someone's controlling your mind. And when they're using you yourself to police your own mind, then you, you don't have your own mind anymore. 
I hope you understand. These are all very high and very high sciences and very, very involved sciences which have been proven to work awfully well. So they want Catholics themselves to demand the end of a Middle Ages dictatorship. Look around you. They've trained everyone themselves to demand that we look after the climate for the climate change so that the elite can control the whole planet. That's the excuse for it, you see. Nothing else was going to work. They, came, they hit upon that. Uh, first, they had the, the coming ice age. Then they had to change it to the, the global warming fiasco. And then they just settled on climate change, which just means the weather is always changing. And that's good enough, isn't it? And then through repetition, simple repetition, and brainwashing in schools especially, and then keeping the pulse on the public to see if it's working, and they'll use the people themselves to demand their own extinction. I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> oh, there's too many of us, you know. I think I'll, I think I'll volunteer. It's already happening. I could go on about this too. As I mentioned before, they're already offering you the pill in Canada rather than treat you for an illness. That's where they step by step by step. Years and years ago, back in the 90s, I mentioned that they start off with, with abortion until life doesn't have the same significance anymore. Then they go for the elderly. And then they'll go for the sick, and it's all here now. All here now. Hmm. It says, in response, Podesta assured her that an organization has already been created to resolve the situation. We created Catholics in Alliance for the Common Good. Well, that sounds wonderful. It's the Common Good, eh? To organize for a moment like this, Podesta replied. But I think it lacks a leadership to do so now. Likewise, Catholics United, like most spring movements, I think this one will have to be bottom-up, he added. According to Catholic Herald, Catholics in Alliance for the Common Good, CACG, was established in 2005 by Tom Perillo. The group has been described by critics as a Trojan horse for those seeking to undermine Catholic doctrine. Just put the same techniques to anything that's sacred in your culture. Or if you think you should have a nation and be American or whatever it happens to be, and you've got the same thing going on to undermine, undermine, undermine. This is Fred Rotondaro, who serves as the organization's chairman, wrote an article for the Huffington Post 2011 in which he questioned the church's policy of not ordaining women priests. If something... <laughs> Here's the thing, right? If something is basically private, which is, and it has its whole system in place for a long, long, long period of time, and folk can join it or not, or even leave it, you don't need these under these agents getting put in there to overthrow something that other folk like. Because they're, they're not just stopping there. They're doing it with everything that you hold dear, especially anything that gives any value to your life. And you better start thinking of your own life. And I'm, I'm not kidding about that, too. 
says the other group mentioned by Podesta, Catholics United, was created by Democrat activist Chris Corazon and James Salt in 2005. It criticised bishops for denying communion to politicians who supported abortion. In another leaked email, Clinton Campaign Communications Director Jennifer Palmieri and Center for American Progress President John Halpin criticized Catholics who were involved in the conservative movement. Halpin mocked Wall Street Journal Managing Editor Robert Thompson and News Corps CEO Rupert Murdoch for raising their children in the Catholic faith. They must be attracted to the systematic thoughts and severely backwards gender relations and must be totally unaware of Christian democracy, Halpin wrote referring to Thompson and Murdoch. Now, the whole idea of having the church and a deity to worship means that the deity didn't give you democracy. And therefore, a deity doesn't have to go along with what the humans, their totalitarians, want which destroy everything that was to bring in their own system. And they're not going after everybody, remember. That's awfully important to realize as well. They haven't gone after other faiths, for instance. Isn't that rather interesting as well? Doesn't stop there, does it? Then Clinton campaigns anti-Catholic emails. Will Catholic voters react, it says. WikiLeaks' revelations of anti-Christian bigotry have Hillary Clinton and her campaign chairman, John Podesta, under fire. Bill Donahue, president of the Catholic League for Religious and Civil Rights, says Podesta must now be fired. In light of the latest WikiLeaks revelations, she's no choice but to cut all ties with this man. The man is hell-bent on creating mutiny in the Catholic Church and must therefore be fired. Whenever they mention their progressiveness... The organization, no matter what it calls itself, the progressive organization, it knows exactly where it's going with all of this and all the different areas that it's undermining in society. All of its enemies are well-labeled and because they want to bring in this humanistic, managed, planned society worldwide, which they manage themselves with the experts. Scientism is one term they've used in the past. They've used many, many terms. Uh, technocracy is based on that too. Using scientists and experts, you'll rule the world. Right down to whether you should have a voice at all or, or even a thought that's your own. Is, is it humane not to let you have a thought of your own? <laughs> then you'd be happy and stupid perhaps. But you'd be awfully obedient and you'll work hard and be very naive and simple. But isn't that for the common good? I've never joined any of these organizations. I wouldn't join any organization. Because I've noticed that there's so many front organizations, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, all working with the same agenda, which tells you it's the same organization. And this one here, two updated, more damning Podesta email leaks emerge and MSM ignores, it says. But again, it doesn't matter what is disclosed, but you should really take at least copies of all the stuff while it's out. 
and any time in the future where you're getting, when someone's grabbed your mind in a cause and, and made you emotionally up or down, go back and refer to all these kind of techniques but, but from these leaks that you see right now. Because you're probably getting used again. I kid you not. I kid you not. It also came out that new FBI documents expose the shadow government protected Hillary in the email investigation. Now, what the email investigation did show you is that the FBI colluded, no doubt with the CIA in its approval, to protect Hillary. And Hillary did have communications with the FBI and the State Department asking for certain things which she had in her servers, which were top secret, be declassified or put down to a lower status so that technically, legally, uh, that they could then, when they tried her, say that there was nothing nothing sensitive that was, that was passed on or kept in her own different servers. That's all happened. But you understand that the, the CIA and the FBI are protecting this woman. See, it's all part... What you think is American or British or anything else is a big joke today. Everything was taken over a long time ago. Many of these organizations were set up by this organization with the head of the octopus. I hope you understand that. That's how deep all this goes. It's just amazing, amazing how how big it is, this whole organization. It's everything you've taken for granted is normal. They run it. They run the big banking system at the top. This is the same, these are the same guys that Mandel House worked for. And he wrote into his, in his own biography how he managed the president, President Wilson at that time. He managed them. This, this Wilson uh, did everything he was told because he didn't have a clue about it most, most things. So Mandel House managed them for this big organization. And Mandel House's handler too and connects or his connection to the big organization was Lord Earl Grey. Lord Grey in Britain. They would come over to him every so often and give him his next part of the agenda. And they demanded to set up the Federal Reserve. And then the, the taxation system and everything else, yada, yada, yada. You can, you can get Donald Trump in, but if he, this guy isn't educated either, on all the other aspects of the cons that are going on, they're going to take all your rights away. Very, they're doing it right now under the environment all, the, all the, the, latest, the latest environment laws come into effect on uh, November the 1st, I think it is. And they're on a, an incredible roll now to accomplish their, all, all the things they've demanded by the same one big massive organization. This organization overthrows countries with soft power and using armies and hard power and your, your own armies and NATO and everyone else. One organization. This, this is the best movie ever. It really is the best movie ever. This, this reality we're going through now is better than James Bond's Blofeld or, or Goldfinger or whatever. It's better than that. You're, you're living through it all. <laughs> and mostly you don't even know it. As they go over for the world's, all their world's resources for themselves at the top because they always make massive killings for themselves as they take your rights away from you. 
and they own end up owning all the water supplies and the food supplies and grain supplies and seeds and everything. They own it all. And you're giving it all up willingly to save the environment. Because you're bad and you're you're causing the environment to just go local. As they spray you <laughs> with their secret treaty worldwide to, to spray us all with weather control techniques. What was the American, the American Air Force talking about years ago? Owning the weather was not the title of it. It's done. It's done. It's routine. And they can drum up a storm. They can flood you if they want to. They can freeze you if they want to. They can give you a drought if they want to. And you'll blame yourselves. You've all been taught to blame yourselves, to give up your rights, because they couldn't get them all off you any other way. Hmm. Quite something, isn't it? you got to hand it to them. They, they can certainly use time properly. Time is on my side, eh? The stones. So remember to save these articles. They're awfully important because they'll have you distracted off in some other direction before you know it. And this article I will put up tonight too. It says, while serving as Secretary of State under President Barack Obama, Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton blatantly disregarded protocol, an issue that prompted an official to say that there was a stark difference between Clinton's obedience to security and diplomatic protocols and the behavior of former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. The details come from a Federal Bureau investigation report released Monday. It says this frequently resulted in complaints by ambassadors who were insulted and embarrassed by this breach of protocol. The summary reads, according to the FBI documents interview, we also added that Clinton's use of a private email server was well known throughout diplomatic security. Well, doesn't that tell you right the way that some, the big organizations didn't step in themselves? They, it was well known she was doing this. It says breaches were abundant. Well, why didn't they? Who was stopping, or what was stopping the FBI from getting involved? It's not what you think it is. The FBI isn't what you think it is. Neither is the CIA. There's one big organization. The 100-page document contains interview summaries conducted by the FBI, along with notes from its agents, who may offer the public a glimpse into the government's official Clinton email investigation. The last 100-page release is the fourth installment of documents related to the Clinton email probe released by the FBI. And it says here, there are allegations regarding a quid pro quo request from Patrick F. Kennedy, the Undersecretary of State for Management, amongst other claims. According to the FBI document, Kennedy pressured FBI agents. Now, how could you pressure FBI agents? This independent, supposedly above, above everything, above board group FBI but pressured FBI agents to change the classification on sensitive documents found on Hillary Clinton's private email server in exchange for a quid pro quo. Promptly after the documents released, both the FBI and State Department denied such an arrangement took place. But that didn't stop the U.S. House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform from demanding more information on the exchange. In a letter addressed to Secretary of State John Kerry, the committee chair Representative Jason Chavitz, along with uh, Republican uh, Divine Nunes, 
the chair of the U.S. House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, claimed to have reasons to believe Kennedy inappropriately influenced the review of Secretary Clinton's emails. Well, if you reclassify them as not so sensitive or secret and so on, uh, then that, that changes everything, doesn't it? Collusion. Hmm? I can remember when the Clintons got in, when Bill Clinton got in, the first thing they did was to demand all the FBI reports on all the people who'd, who'd been running against them and supporting th- those who were voting for the other party. And, and that was allowed. What kind of organization is this, the FBI? when it gives all the sensitive information to... What protects the Clintons? Well, it's because the big, the big octopus there owned them. They created them. They're their fronts. Obviously. Obviously, they're, they're their fronts. And it doesn't matter what Hillary does, does it? She always gets away with it. And the media have admitted they're petrified to say anything about her because if she gets in, they're terrified of what she'll do to them. What does that tell you? <laughs> and again, um, more articles too, saying much the same stuff. The quid pro quo bid to bury Benghazi message, that's all part of it too. Anything that's damaging is basically glossed over, plowed under, and that's the end of it. With the collusion of other agencies, isn't that something? One, who is a terrorist group in this world? Who is the terrorist group? Who are bringing in terrorists, and knowing darn well that they're amongst the supposed uh, legitimate and illegitimate uh, migrants? Who've put out releases from their own their own agencies saying? You're going to have perpetual terrorism within your own countries. Well, if you need that, if you, if you get that, you need them to come in. And you must, you must obviously already know you're allowing so many in to create future terrorism in your own countries. Don't you? Don't you? It's astonishing what's happening now, but again, it will be forgotten because people are, are more, more into all the little tricks that media is using to divert their attention into the sewer, basically, the gutter because the media have been doing that for an awful long time. Look at what uh, uh, supposedly the different women are getting pulled in to support Hillary, uh, are, are offering to male voters, for instance, if they vote for Hillary. I mean, see, this is the gutter stuff they, they try and distract you with, like Madonna's latest tripe. <laughs> but it works, doesn't it? For most folk, it really works, this kind of thing. But remember, we're all, we're all born into a system, a pre-existing system of mind control, which is pretty well complete today through television and fiction, movies from Hollywood and, and dramas on television. And, and folk are caught up in fiction. They can't tell what's real and what isn't real. And they also have been trained not to, not to care, really not to care. But, but they, they've been trained that experts run them already. So leave it to the experts. You know, the ones who come out with special wounds or something. And that's something. And that's something. How it's worked so well. Really. So remember, use the archives at cuttingthroughmedias.com. And remember, too, you can help me out, too, by buying the books or donating. 
you find out how to do it the website as well. Now, we're in the climate change because winter's coming on and it's getting cooler at night here in Canada. And we've always had this here. And uh, I'm busy getting the wood in and all the rest of it before I'm under the snow. There's already snow coming or a hit across Canada in some places already. And uh, I'm still trying to get it all done. So for myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your God's go with you.